This is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson Cawthon. Before I introduce my topic for today's podcast, I want to tell you a little bit about a new talk show that my daughter, Adriana, and I are hosting on YouTube called The Elevate Talk Show. Now, let me tell you a little bit about why we created this show. First of all, my daughter asked me to do it. And when your 19-year-old daughter asks you to do a YouTube show with her, well, you don't turn her down. So that is one of the reasons why I did it. But we also did it because, um, well, we're the mother-daughter talk show team that wants to elevate your life. And here's what we, we were thinking. Um, since we love living life together, we're very close. We do a lot of stuff together. Um, we share a lot of experiences. Well, we thought we would share some of those experiences with you in order to inspire and and help you, um, encourage you to live your best life as well. So we're going to be talking about all kinds of things, food and finances and fashion. We're going to be talking about physical health issues, mental health issues, home decor, and so much more. Expect to see great interviews with some local people in the metro Atlanta area, regional people, maybe even a few national um, people on the, on the national scene, people who are basically making a difference in our community. There's going to be lots of chit-chat about celebrities and trending uh, topics. We're also going to travel around the metro Atlanta area and in other uh, places, other states, other cities. Um, we love to do photography, so we're going to be showing and sharing some of our pictures and maybe some short video clips with you uh, about the local culture of these areas. Um, one of the things about this show is that there's really something for everybody, for younger people, for older people, um, for women, for men. It's just good, clean entertainment for the whole family. So where can you find us? Well, you can find us on YouTube Sundays uh, at around six. We upload a new episode every Sunday evening around six. So make sure to check out uh, the Elevate the Elevate Talk Show channel. I'll put a link to that in the show notes for this particular podcast episode. Uh, also, if you live in DeKalb County, Georgia, you can listen to episodes of the Elevate Talk Show on Comcast Channel 25 on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. So please check us out and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we want to hear from you. We also have a Facebook page. Um, so go to that, become a friend, and uh, tell us your thoughts and give us leave us your comments. All right. Now that that little bit of information has been taken care of, let's get to the topic of the day. Well, most of the time on my broadcast on the Working Woman Radio Show, I interview a guest and we talk about a lot of topics, a lot of heavy topics. Um, top, some of the topics we've talked about is, you know, discrimination in the workplace as it relates to women. We've talked about racism and sexism. We've talked about, you know, finances and making budgets. Uh, we've talked about physical health, mental health stuff. So a lot of kind of heavy, heavy topics. Well, I thought that it would be a good idea to talk about something that can sort of help us relax and unwind. We women, we have so much on our plates. We're wearing so many hats. And I think that um, we have to find ways to create a balance in our lives. So I thought that what we would do today, what I would do today is share um, 10 of my favorite books for summer reading. 
one of the nice things about summertime is that usually most of us anyway get to take a break get to take vacations some of you know some people have longer vacation periods than other but usually summertime is a time for us to kind of take a bit of a break uh, and this is a great time to catch up on some of that reading that you may not have been able to do during the grind of the regular part of the year so i thought well um to encourage uh some summer reading that I would share this list. And so um, so here we go. Now, the list that I'm sharing is not in any particular order as far as preference is concerned. I just picked out, I went to my library and picked out 10 of the books that I have um, read uh, and, uh, and reread and just um, reference, uh, have referenced for years now. Um, and so um, the, these books are not in any particular order. I just want you to know that. So, um, so let's talk about book number one. One of the books that I have read uh, that's relatively new in my library is The Becoming Book, the book called Becoming by Michelle Obama. She wrote the book, oh, a few years ago. Um, and it has been such an encouragement to me. She candidly shares about... Um, her life um, before Barack Obama, you know, as a as a young girl growing up in this family with her mother and a father and a brother and extended family, um, the love that they shared, the warmth that was there, the encouragement she received, the struggle of growing up in Chicago, in Chicago, um, in a working class families, the, the the examples that her family set for her, her father and her mother set for her. Um, and then her journey about college and then beyond and then meeting Barack Obama and that journey uh, uh, about their relationship and what things felt like for her as the wife of a, um, of a politician, first a state senate. Um, he was in the state senate and then it went on to um, Congress uh, and or he became a you know, congressman, a senator. Um, and then, of course, the presidency. And she just... She just really, and, and, and how she had to grow along the way and, and how she transformed into becoming the woman she is. It's wonderful. Let me, let me share a little bit um, about uh, what the book says in the uh, inside flap. Um, it says an intimate, powerful, and inspiring memoir by the former first lady of the United States. Um, when uh, she was a little girl, Michelle Robinson's world was the south side of Chicago, where she and her brother Craig shared a bedroom in their family's upstairs apartment and played catch in the park, and where her parents, Fraser and Marion Robinson, raised her to be outspoken and unafraid. But life soon took her much further afield from the halls of Princeton, where she learned for the first time what it felt like to be the only black woman in a room, to the glassy office tower where she worked as a high-powered corporate lawyer, lawyer and where one summer morning a law student named Barack Obama appeared in her office and upended all of her carefully made plans and it just goes on from there it's a wonderfully inspiring book that um brought up so many emotions emotions of um of love and uh laughter of sadness and sorrow um it's a wonderful read so i Highly recommend Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. So that uh, is my first share. 
This next share uh, is a book that I've had in my library for decades, actually. And I have, it has been a go-to book for me. It has been life-changing. And it's called Boundaries, When to Say Yes, When to Say No to Take Control of Your Life. It's written by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. This book um, came to me, like I said, about 25, 30 years ago when I was just struggling with some things and I realized that boundaries were an issue for me and being able to set those boundaries has made all of the difference in my life. It has helped me to be able to move forward in a uh, and really own my own self and own my own feelings, own my own thoughts, um, make my own plans, make my own way. Uh, it, it allows me to say, to let my yes be yes, really a yes. And it also allows me to let my no be no. It also helps me to respect other people's boundaries. It's not even just about me setting a boundary, but it's understanding that other people have boundaries too. And when they have to say no or that they can't do something or that when they have limits and limitations, I don't uh, feel like it's an attack on me personally. So it has been life-changing. And let me read a little bit about what it says. It says, is your life out of control? Do people take advantage of you? Do you have trouble saying no? Are you disappointed with God because of unanswered prayers? Having clear boundaries is, an, is essential to a healthy, balanced lifestyle. A boundary is a personal property line that marks those things for which we are responsible. In other words, boundaries define who we are and who we are not. Uh, and they impact all areas of our lives. Physical boundaries help us determine who may touch us and under what, and under what circumstances. Mental boundaries give us the freedom to have our own thoughts and opinions. Emotional boundaries help us to deal with our own emotions and disengage from the harmful manipulation uh, manipulative emotions of others and then spiritual boundaries help us to distinguish God's will from our own and gives us a renewed awe, awe for our creator. It's a wonderful book. Like I said, this is a book I've owned for probably close to 30 years and it has served me well. Um, it's a great read and it's one of those books that I think every person should have in their library. Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. All right, moving on, moving on. Another book that has helped me, particularly during uh, the time I was work, uh, going through and working through uh, issues that came with menopause, which is a highly, for me anyway, was a highly emotional time. I guess I should really say perimenopause, that period leading up to the, uh, the completion um, of a woman's um, cycle. Um, leading up to menopause, which is the cessation of a cycle. But that it's for me, that perimenopause period was about 10 years, a long time. And it was um, not only was it physically exhausting and draining and challenging, it was mentally exhausting. It was um, emotionally draining. Uh, and um, my just my world was just, um, you know, really turned upside down. And uh, I was, I, I developed more um, anxiety and I was having and struggling with panic attacks and I was looking for answers and I initially couldn't find them. Um, but as I began to look and research, um, one of the books that, came, that I came across was this book written by Dr. Angela Neal Barnett. Neal Barnett is hyphenated, uh, called Soothe Your Nerves. 
The Black Woman's Guide to Understanding and Overcoming Anxiety, Panic, and Fear. And let me tell you, folks, this book freed me up. It helped me. It just allowed me to breathe. It let me real. It let me know I'm not alone. That other women are feeling this way, and that and it particularly addresses anxiety as it relates to Black women because there are some particular issues that we deal with. There are particular issues that we um, struggle with. There are particular burdens that we carry that women of um, who are not people of color don't necessarily understand because they don't have to deal with it. And so this book addresses that. It addresses, it addresses anxiety. It addresses phobias. Um, it addresses panic attacks. It is just, and, and it, uh, it gives resources uh, um, for where to go, what to do, who to see. Um, it's just wonderful. It talks about, um, you know, um, the what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? The what ifs can just drive, take you down a road you don't want to go. She addresses all of that. Dr. Angela Neal Burnett addresses all of that and so and so much more. And she basically, she walks you through um, how to find a therapist, um, who's the right therapist for you, how to find a support group, where those support groups are. Um, it is just wonderful. And so I highly recommend this book if you're having struggles with panic attacks, just generalized anxiety, specific anxieties, uh, any of the above, soothe your nerves. The Black Woman's Guide to Understanding and Overcoming Anxiety, Panic, and Fear is just wonderful. All right, let me move on. Um, let's see now. Here's another one that's a, been a, um, a keepsake for me. My Utmost for His Highest. This is a book by uh, Oswald Chambers. It's actually a devotional book that I have, uh, again, owned for 30, 35 years. Um, maybe even more. And it's just a real inspirational piece that I go to. There have been times when I've put it up on the bookshelf and haven't looked at it for a few years, but then I pull it back down and I just uh, open it up to the page of the day uh, because it's um, it, it's dated for 300. I mean, it has 365 devotionals. So January 1st through December 31st. And, um, and although I've read these many, many times, every time I come back to these pages, I'm, I'm, I'm refreshed, I'm renewed, I feel regenerated. Um, and so just a wonderful um, book for a uh, great devotional book, uh, a book of inspiration. So I recommend my utmost for its highest. It, it's still in print after all these years. It was written in the early part of the 20th century um, by... His wife, I think it was not. It's nineteen. The original copyright um, was uh, nineteen thirty-five, um, but it's been published and republished and reprinted many times. Great book, my utmost for his highest. Uh, another book that I have found to be very inspirational, and it's been um, uh, a national bestseller and on the market in the book market for years now, is Stephen Covey's book, "The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People." Um, Although I've known about this book for a long time, and I may have even read a little bit of it some time back, it was about four or five years ago that I pulled it off the shelf and read it really, read it for real, read it from cover to cover. And it was just another one of those books that really just resonated with me. And maybe it was just because of where I was in life at that time, but it talks about paradigms and principles, the principles that guide, guide us. It talks about 
um, private victories and public victories. Um, and one of the things that I um, that really um, resonated with me is um, his chapter on putting first things first, the principles of personal management, of, of time management. Um, and I just think that that is a powerful thing. Um, he has a time um, chart that he uses. That's probably not the word. But um, and it talks about those things that are important, um, but an urgent versus things that are important but not urgent. Uh, then there's the not important uh, and urgent things, and then there's the things that are um, not important and not urgent. You want to absolutely stay out of that quadrant. It's the time management matrix. That's what he calls it. And so he divides things up into these four quadrants. And just reading through that and understanding and being able to categorize things according to these quadrants, important and urgent versus important but not urgent um, versus not important but urgent. Those are those phone calls when your cell phone rings. It's that sense of urgency you get, but it may not necessarily be important enough to answer every call and let it disturb your day. Uh, and then there's that last quadrant, not important and not urgent. Um, just trivia, busy work, um, sometimes um, playing on Facebook or social media, you know, understanding and being able to categorize your day or, or slot things, um, slot your activities according to these, uh, these quadrants is just has been life changing for me. So I highly recommend uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. All right. Another book that was given to me as a gift from my good friend, Susan, Susan Shaw, is a book by Gary Chapman called Love is a Verb. And it's just basically several stories of what happens when love comes alive. That's what it says on the first, uh, on the cover page. And it's just different stories written by different people, contributed by different people about love, you know, and, and each story features, um, is, 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 is got a different narrative features different people, some about some are about mothers and daughters or parents and children, some are about husbands and wives and how they rediscovered their love for each other. Some are about, you know, um just strangers that um that just kind of happened into their lives and how meeting this person opened up, um, triggered something and opened up uh a love uh in a way then they were able to love in a way that they never thought they could. Um, because this person, this particular person, this random quote unquote person came into their lives. So it's just really, um, just inspirational. One is called the Christmas miracle. Um, and then just, um, um, the hug I'll never forget loving lavishly, uh, and giving of ourselves in ways that we maybe never thought we could. It was just, I, it was, it was, it was inspirational. It was eye opening and it helped me to, um, really challenged me about um, to look at some of the ways and how I love the people in my life. And so a great book, Love is a Verb by Gary Chapman. And then um, this one may seem a little odd um, for me to share with you, but it isn't. Um, Emily Post's Complete Encyclopedia of Etiquette, uh, A Practical and an Informative Guide to More Gracious Living. Now, I know a lot of people, first of all, there's a lot of people who've never heard of Emily Post. Well, I love Emily Post. She is the etiquette guru from the uh, early 20th century, if not before. Um, and so just 
I, I find that reading through this book, looking through this book, although some of the topics now are, um, or some of the things that she may say to do uh, in these pages um, would need to be, what do you call, updated a little bit um, because they don't necessarily apply. Uh, some of these things, some of these practices, I think people would consider to be beyond them. But I, um, I just love how it elevates me. Actually, we... Uh, my daughter and I have a talk show called the Elevate Talk Show. And one of the things we try to do with our talk show is to help people get to the next level uh, in their lives, whether it be, you know, uh, making a better, you know, um, meal and setting a better table, um, having a garden and elevating your life, you know, you know, your outdoor living. You know, we want to elevate people's lives. And this Emily Post Complete Encyclopedia of Etiquette elevates my life. I mean, let me let me share with you a few of the things she talks about. She talks about um, public speaking, uh, about how to address important people. Uh, she talks about, let's see, a formal entertaining. I absolutely love that. I love, it was Emily Post reading through this book that has helped me learn how to set a beautiful table, a beautiful dining table, um, and just welcome my gifts, my guests, um, with um, with lovely dining. And so uh, I, I love that. She talks about informal entertaining. She talks a lot about weddings, um, you know, planning the wedding, the clothes for the wedding party. And like I said, some of this stuff would need to be updated a little bit. But I think the, it's the idea of doing things well uh, and not just haphazardly. Um, and I just, I just love all of that. I love the pomp and circumstance that she brings. Um, and she talks about just family life. It's just all kinds of things. And so I think it's a great book to have uh, in your library, uh, even if it's just a kind of glance through to get ideas for, you know, what to do for entertaining. Uh, and so it's called Emily Post Complete Encyclopedia of Etiquette. I do believe that it is still in print. So look it up and uh, purchase a copy. All right. I talked to you a little bit about menopause a little bit ago. And I um, wouldn't have been able to get through menopause um, with my brain intact um, and keep my sanity without a book called The Wisdom of Menopause by Christiane Northrup. She's a doctor, Dr. Christiane Northrup. Um, and it's called The Wisdom of Menopause, Creating Physical and Emotional Health during the change. And it's like, it's a bit of an encyclopedia. It's, it's a pretty, uh, intense read. It's, um, gets fairly technical, but I, I, um, I found it to be very, um, um, I embraced the information because I wasn't getting it from my doctors and having this well, um, this comprehensive book to, to walk me through, what was happening to my body and why it was happening and what I should do and uh, and the questions that I should ask when I go uh, to my physician um, was just was just life changing and it just the bell went off and I was able to realize and I and it helped me to realize I'm not crazy uh, these things are really happening there's a lot going on not just in my body um, but in my in my brain and my with my emotions and doctor. Northrop answered a lot of questions that I simply couldn't get answered anywhere else. She talks about um, uh, menopause, putting your life under a microscope. Um, she talks about 
the brain and how it basically catches fire, not literally, but figuratively during menopause, um, the physical foundations that uh, of change that happen during menopause. And she talks about hormone replacement therapy. It was wonderful. She talks about foods and supplements to support your change, um, creating pelvic health power, health and powerful pelvic muscles. Just wonderful. She goes through it all. It's an encyclopedia for menopause. So if you're going through the change or about to go through the change, this is a book for you, The Wisdom of Menopause by Christiane Northrup. All right. Another inspirational book that really has helped me over the years is called uh, The Power of a Praying Wife. This was by Stormy O'Martian, or O'Martin, uh, O-M-A-R-T-I-A-N. And this, this is another um, devotional type thing specifically for women, married women. Uh, and it just really just um, helped me pray at a different level um, for, for my husband uh, and for myself as a wife, and it just um, it just helped me to um, to think of things, um, think think more spiritually in terms of how to be a better person, how to be a better wife. Um, it it, it um, we we talked about. She talks about um, your work, his work, um, his finances, um, uh, praying for your husband's health, his protection, his trials his fatherhood, uh, his attitude, and just so much more. Um, it was, it was truly, um, it was truly helpful. So she gives, um, scripture verses, um, to go along with the prayer, uh, great book to have in your library. All right, moving on. Um, another book that I have is called The Boy Crisis. Now you might be wondering why, would that be something? It's not necessarily a woman's book. But this really opened my eyes into the psyche of men and the crisis that men are dealing with and going through um, uh, and have been for the last 30, 40 years. Just, um, and let me, let me read you a little bit about what it says. It says, um, what is the boy crisis? It's a crisis of education. Worldwide, boys are 50% less likely than girls to meet basic proficiency in reading, math, and science. It's a crisis of mental health. ADHD is on the rise, and as boys become young men, their suicide rates go from equal to, to girls to six times that of young women. It's a crisis of fathering. Boys are growing up with less involved fathers and more likely to drop out of school, to drink, to do drugs, become delinquent, and end up in prison. It's a crisis of purpose. Boys' old sense of purpose, being a warrior, a leader, or a sole breadwinner, is, is fading. Many bright boys are experiencing a purpose void, feeling alienated, withdrawn, and addicted to immediate gratification. Uh, and so this Boy Crisis book is a comprehensive blueprint for what parents, teachers, and policymakers can do to help our sons become happier, healthier men and fathers and leaders worthy of our respect. It really gave me an insight into my husband, my sons, my grandsons, my brothers, my son-in-laws. It really helped me to get behind the scenes of their brain to see how they view the world and to understand their struggles. And I think um, it's important that we as women do that because we're in relationships with these men, be it our sons or be it our husbands or boyfriends or brothers. Um, and so we need to understand who they are and what their struggle is and, uh, and see what we can do um, to help uh, meet them where they are. So I, I highly recommend this book. 
The Boy Crisis by Warren Farrell, uh, who's a PhD, and John Gray, PhD. Warren Farrell, F-A-R-R-E-L-L, uh, and John Gray. All right, moving on. Let's see. Got only maybe one more. Uh, is that right? The Sacred Marriage. This is a great book by Gary Thomas. I've had this book in my library. Ooh, a good, I would say, um, a good 15, 20 years now. And let me just read to you what it says. Um, it says, um, scores of books have been written that offer guidance for building the marriage of your dreams. But what if God's primary intent for your marriage isn't to make you happy, but to make you holy? And what if your relationship isn't as much about you and your spouse as it is about you and God? Sacred Marriage invites you to view your marriage in a new and different light as a spiritual discipline, a means by whereby you can come to know God more fully and intimately. And it really has helped to do that in my 20 years of marriage to my husband. Um, you know, it talks about learning to love. It talks about... Um, um, the cleansing of marriage. It talks about the, the struggle, the sacred struggle that comes with marriage. Uh, it talks about falling forward. So many times when troubles hit, when we hit a wall or when there's a problem or an issue, we want to, you know, go to our separate corners and just kind of either lick our wounds or find solace elsewhere or with others. But it talks about falling forward, going toward each other with your with your pain, not avoiding each other, but coming coming together in humility, admitting the the um the, your own limitations, your own issues, your own grief, your own sorrow, and 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 and, and deliberately um staying in the game to uh in order to solve the issue and to move forward together. So it's it's a great book. It gives a completely different uh, perspective on marriage versus most of the other books out there. Uh, and I think it's an important book for every married couple to have. Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas. Well, I think we're going to stop there. I think I've covered all my books. I hope so. Um, I've got them all here on the floor. Uh, and I just hope um, that the information that I shared will encourage you to put your feet up, kick back, um, and um, take a little time to do some reading this summer. Uh, I, I, um, I encourage you to do that so many times. We don't, and we need to do we need to do that. And summer's a great time to make that happen. All right. Now, if you haven't done so already, I want to encourage you to subscribe and download episodes of the show by going to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com. You can also find us by visiting the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and clicking on the Working Woman Radio Show page icon. Uh, I'll include some links to some of these resources that I just talked about, some of these books uh, on the episode for this show page. So uh, on the show page for this episode, I'm sorry. So don't forget to scroll down the page and check those out. For more information about upcoming podcasts and Working Woman Radio Show events, you can go to the Working Woman Radio Show Facebook page. Please become a friend. We'd like to hear from you. Share your comments, ask your questions. Uh, well, God bless, and we will see you next time. Talk to you next time on the working.